Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. We sail around the world and go port to port every time I... Hey, kids, you are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Bagspack Cheeseman. And this is Chad, Speaker of the House, so wash. And on this week's show, Indeed Clears the Air, OpenAI <laughs> takes on the iPhone, and Cobotics at Chipotle. Let's do this. All right, is the is the Portugal jersey a subliminal message that you're ready to get out get the hell out of the US? As as we yes. sit in a rainy yes. Indiana as we as Wait a minute, my dogs, dogs are going even want to go. That's right. The oh my dogs. god, my dogs want to go to Portugal. <laughs> yeah, they uh they want to go to Portugal. Unfortunately, they're not going to go to Portugal. <laughs> I'll be back. There's a, there's a cat. There's a cat. And we're back. Luckily, we went through COVID, and uh, everybody's used to that shit now, so it's all good. <laughs> to it, okay. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I got I to gotta do this. It's been one of those days, dude. It's fucking October. Yes. And you're right. Yep. One of the things that I'm, I am excited about is being on the road mm-hmm. and finding myself on the beaches of Portugal for all of Q4. I can't fucking wait. So lots, a lot of news around bed bugs in Paris, which scares me a little <laughs> bit because we're going yes. to Paris, but they haven't made their way to Portugal yet, right? No bed bug issues no. in Portugal. No. Yeah, this no. is scary stuff. We got like riots in Paris. We got bed bugs. You always have riots in Paris. That's true. I, always a revolution in Paris. <laughs> I see videos of of like don't sit down in the metro. It, it must be bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I reached out to uh, our Airbnb and uh-huh. said we need to ensure there aren't bed bugs there and uh, they said that they've been doing you know uh the the, the refreshing checks uh-huh. and whatnot so you know i i do love taking the metro while i'm there but i'm not sure that i'm going to this time around i i, I think i might just stay close to home on yeah this as long as there's no outbreak <laughs> of the vonk in paris during unleash oh, there's going to be an outbreak of the vonk oh, i can almost shit. guarantee that, you that's going to be scary that's i can i be. can guarantee you. we're going to need <laughs> shots again for that shit yeah no kidding no kidding fuck <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to get out, though. Can't wait to get out. Can't wait to get out. <laughs> Vegas next week. Uh, we get back and basically I get a, a two-hour nap and then it's off to to Europe that yep. next week. So shows will be interesting for the next couple of weeks, yeah. everybody. So yeah, enjoy this sit-down, boring, uh, well-prepared-for, long <laughs> show because there's a lot of stuff in the news. Lots of content going to be coming your way, kids. And oh, that yeah. being said, let's go ahead and hit a little shout-out shout action. I'm going to start out with Terry Baker. You might have heard of him before, who was just named the new CEO of Daxtra. Terry is an industry veteran with deep CEO and CRO experience in this space. uh, Prior to this position, Terry was the CEO of Panda Logic prior to their acquisition uh, by Veritone. He was there for a little bit after that. And, you know, I forgot that Terry was with Adicio for six plus years. Wow. Remember Adicio? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a blast from the past, right? Anyways, uh, I personally felt that uh, Daxtra was given a knockout punch by TextKernel after TextKernel acquired Sovereign. But apparently, Daxtra has a new sugar daddy. Mm. Uh, they've got some money. This is going to be the the first swing I, I see as uh, as Terry jumping in, and we'll see if they can make some noise. But Daxtra was they were around and they were in the conversation for years mm-hmm. prior to COVID. It's almost like they they they, they caught COVID. They never came out of it because they went silent. Apparently, they're back. So we'll, we will see what kind of ammunition they have, because I'm going to tell you right now, yes, Text Kernel is a sponsor of the show, yep. but I'm going to tell you right now, kids, they are the world fucking leader in this space, especially after buying Sovereign, mm-hmm. right? So they, they're a force to be reckoned with. So good luck to Terry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just happy that Terry's working for a Scottish company, which means there could be bottles of scotch show up at my house randomly. That's yes. that's what I'm excited about, everybody. Yes. That's what I'm excited about. Well, speaking of <laughs> companies with a lot of money, yes. Jamie Dimon gets a shout out from me. I know how you love a good 
Jamie Dimon shout out. But anyway, I, I digress. JP Morgan Chase CEO <laughs> Jamie Dimon expresses optimism about the benefits of AI, predicting it will lead to a shorter work week and enhance various aspects of the bank's operations. Dimon said this week in an interview with Bloomberg, quote, your children are going to live to 100 and not have cancer because of technology. And literally, they'll probably be working three and a half days a week. Of course, if they're working for J.P. Morgan Chase, all of those days will be in an office. Shout out to yes. Jamie Dimon. All right, yes. all right, all right. <laughs> On the other side of that spectrum, shout out to unions who seem to be getting their mojo back. Since UPS, mm-hmm. SAG-AFTRA, and the UAW started making waves, uh, more unions started following their lead. This week, Kaiser Permanente had 75,000 workers walk uh, walk off the job, which is the largest healthcare worker strike in history. The American workers have taken lower pay year after year after year while profits reach record levels. Executive take huge pay increases and st- stock buybacks occur and that they're becoming the norm. The rich get rich, richer off the backs of the people who are actually performing the work and they, this makes the union mojo even stronger. So here we go, kids. Shout out to Union Mojo. That escalated quickly. Yeah, unions are having a moment, but I hope they're not having too big of a moment while we're in Vegas because apparently the service folks <laughs> want to strike. And if I can't get a LaFrog at the bar, I'm going to be really upset in Vegas. If I have it to is, serve myself, is, I'll be okay. It's not going to be. I'll be fine. Not going to be good. Uh, you know who needs a union, Chad? It's uh, it's all the AI actors oh, that are that are going down recently. This week, <laughs> Tom Hanks, the real Tom Hanks, warned fans hmm. about a fake advertisement using an AI generated version of his likeness without permission. Sharing an image of the ad on Instagram and highlighting the issue of deep fake technology. But wait, Chad, there's more. Zelda Williams, daughter of the late Robin Williams, criticized Uh the use of AI to recreate her father's voice this week, expressing concerns about consent and the impact on living actors, saying, quote, these recreations are at their very best a poor facsimile of greater people, but at their worst, a horrendous Frankensteinian monster cobbled together from the worst bits of everything this industry is. End quote. Methinks this is just the beginning of AI's weird dance with Hollywood, Chad. I agree. I, I hope that AI doesn't get into the free stuff business. That's all I got to say, because mm-hmm. while we're at it, you can go to chadcheese.com slash free where you can win beer from Aspen Tech Labs, mm. whiskey just from... Text Colonel, T-shirts from JobGet, and if it's your birthday, kids, Ooh. you could win rum from Plum.io. Go there, go there and get your assessment done. By the way, really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right <laughs> now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down. Oh, uh, that's right, everybody. As Chad chugs another beer, let's celebrate Ooh, another trip around good. the sun. With Cheers. some birthdays of fans uh, this week. And by the way, I, I, I put in, I think, two or three weeks in our birthdays because we're probably going to miss them next week okay. uh, after Vegas hangover. So celebrating. Is that a Great Lakes? Very nice. Yep. Cleveland yep. style. All right. That's good. All right. We got Daniel Bryan Fellows, Mark Jenkins, Gary Gray, Denise Adams, Cheryl Calloway, Jameson yes. Stark, Tom Kenny, Ryan Beck, Gareth Thivu. Tom Hannon, Brandon Pointer, <laughs> Carla Dewey Goings. Does that sound Dewey Goings? That sounds fake to me. I, I don't love know. It. No, it. I, it does sound fake, but I like it. Carla Dewey going. Todd Duclos, Tom Stonelank, and our favorite Scott, Stephen McGrath. All celebrate. There we go. Happy yes. birthday. We will see Stephen in Paris. Maybe he'll show up with a little, little liquid gold for us down Ooh. there in, in Paris. Ooh. Hint, hint. Hint, hint, Stephen. Although it's his birthday, yes. maybe we should be the ones bringing <laughs> bringing something. That's not that's not how this works, Joel. I know that is not know. how this works. We're the podcasters. <laughs> we don't pay for shit. When you're talking about events, we've got HR Tech next week in Vegas. If you're going to be at HR Tech, where can you find the Chad and Cheese? Where can you find T-shirts? Where can you find I don't know beer and food? I or where can you bring beer and food? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yep. At booth. 
1125. We will be in the Fuel 50 booth where they're allowing us to crash. I don't know why they're doing that, but they're allowing down by the river. We're going to be there doing interviews, saying hi, doing pictures. They've got like professional headshots that are going on Mm -hmm. there. I think you do a professional headshot and then you do a professional headshot with Chad and Cheese. So come to the Fuel 50 booth. Then, as you had said, Joel, we got to hop on a plane, come back home. Uh, I actually have to go to Ohio for a uh, a wedding, my niece's wedding. Then I've got to come back. Then we've got to go to Paris. (laughs) Then we're going to Paris for Unleash, which is always fucking amazing. Who doesn't love Paris? I mean, sands, bed bugs, obviously. But uh, Paris, just a staple of uh, of products, services, mm-hmm. practitioners, and great content. Chad and Cheese are going to be in the text kernel booth. Feels like a text mm-hmm. kernel show so far. Uh, so so come out there, uh, and then December fourth through the sixth, I'm going to be in London for TA Tech Europe, where I'm going to be. Uh, MC. So it's going to be a good time. We've got a lot of stuff going on, and fuck guys, we're in Q4. Come out, enjoy the rest of the year, and do that at HR Tech, Unleash, and TA Tech. So let's touch on this pictures with Chad and Cheese at HR Tech uh, trend. I want to start a new (laughs) LinkedIn profile pic trend. I want to see a bunch of profile pics with Chad, uh, I, and whoever uh, is taking the photos. Uh, I think that's a trend we can can all all get behind. (laughs) Unlike the trend... Of my record in fantasy football, oh, Chad. Wow, it is suck. it is a tough it's a tough an A player, baby. It's a tough first quarter <laughs> of the season. Uh our fantasy football <laughs> is sponsored by our friends at Factory Fix, which they've apparently thrown a ringer into the into the mix because their number two uh on the leaderboard is is Joe Dixon. But number one it's early. Number one is Marcy Mallrat, who I think is in her fourth week now. Well, I guess third week at number one. She's kicking ass at four and oh. Joe Mama Dixon. Number two, followed by Michelle Sargent Pepper, Brent Barry Losey at number four, Dina Freeman Perro, number five. Number six, Chad Sweet Spot Sowash. Sweet Spot, he's right in that middle. He's not showing off. He's not falling mm. behind, just like Costanza. Number seven, Jack and Jill Patterson. She's got an MBA, I know, because it's in her it's in her name on LinkedIn. Number eight, <laughs> Dean Ozzy Osner. Number nine, Kristen Bell Urban. Number 10, Jasper Indiana Sponjart our European uh, guy in the mix. Number 11, Joel Blue Cheeseman. It's blue because I'm kind of blue that I'm so down down the line. And number 12 in the caboose, again, (laughs) Dennis, last year's champion, terrible Tupper, rounds out our fantasy football. I almost knocked Marcy off the fucking top. She had 27, her her defense Mm -hmm. scored 27, Dallas defense, 27 points, which is like three times the normal amount. So I I thought I had her and then Dallas played and I knew I was fucked. I every week have a component who has someone who blows up. This past week, it was McCaffrey. McCaffrey had like mm. 50 fan. Dude scored four oh, yeah. touchdowns. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I lost by four points. Like that, I still feel good about my team. When I played that you, hurts. it was Keenan Allen, right? Who had like 40 some points. Every week, someone yeah. blows up that, that tanks tanks my team. But I, I'm. Mm-hmm. it's a long season. Half the league is at, at two and two. So there's there's still hope. I, I, I got to perform this week, but uh, it's okay. But otherwise, yeah, it's it's not. Not been a good season <laughs> for me at all. Topics. All right, let's get into playoffs. Let's some play or some layoffs here. To, layoffs to start the show. Uh, Snag a job is on life support. The company who says they're the country's largest marketplace for hourly work and who had a round of layoffs <laughs> in August 22 has laid off. Quote, many workers, that's according to a post on LinkedIn by a former employee. Yeah. Also, according to LinkedIn, the company has hired pretty much no one in 2023 and has seen a 33% reduction in sales and engineering in the past 12 months. In the past 24 months, there's been a 38% reduction in headcount. They currently have 216 total workers. We'll see how much they have a year from now. I talk about Career Builder and Monster getting acquired by European Sugar Daddy. Screw that. 
Job and talent, if you're listening, snag a job is on sale now at your local no. TJ Maxx. Don't walk, <laughs> run to get this on the cheap job board in America. Uh, don't do it. Oh my God, don't do it. They, they, these companies and the ones that, that we talk about that are definitely there, they've, they've just fallen off the cliff for mm-hmm. God's sakes. When you see salespeople being pushed out the door, that's a huge fucking identifier. Yep. That's a huge signal. That things are fucked up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I did see many salespeople on LinkedIn saying that they were part of the purge. Yep. All I can say is we should play taps right now because they're dead. I mean, Snag a Job is pretty much dead at this point. Yeah. Taps. I'll see your taps and up you. (laughs) How about that? But that's not all, Chad. Meta, your favorite social media site, is planning to lay off employees This week in the unit of its metaverse division, that's according to Reuters. (laughs) We don't know how deep the cuts will be, but 600 employees work on the metaverse project. I wonder if they'll be laid off in person or in the metaverse. Chad, what do you think? I think that uh, Mark Zuckerberg obviously doesn't know where the puck is going because where he's skating is not working, mm-hmm. is not working. And I don't know how many times we've talked about CEOs where they can reach a certain level, mm-hmm. right? And, and and you've got your 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 startup CEO, then you've got your take it to the growth stage CEO and so on and so forth. He's been around since day fucking one. Yeah. Uh, he just needs to go find a fucking yacht, be chairman <laughs> of the board and give somebody else the reins because this motherfucker does not know what's going on. Hey, go have your cage match with Elon. Go train for that. Right. Go train for that. But get the fuck out of meta because you were fucking things up, dude. I guess that means you're not going to buy their new Ray-Ban uh, augmented glasses. Yeah. This? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. All right. Well, that uh, is our layoff segment of the show. Playoffs. Let's get to some real news, shall we? <laughs> yes. Two of our favorite companies are in the news this week, Chad. First up. Indeed says there's nothing to see here. They've apparently resolved initial issues with its pay-per-apply system. Raj Mukherjee, 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 a senior executive at Indeed mentioned during a marketing conference that employer satisfaction has improved since the PPA rollout. The company plans to continue with PPA while offer also offering pay-per-click with daily budget limits for the foreseeable future. They're also getting into AI in a big way, soon to be using it to enhance matching and messaging technologies for employers, including drafting email responses, creating job seeker profiles, and improving response rates. Chad, what are your thoughts on the news from Indeed? So Indeed is trying their nothing to see here, as you'd said, bit again. Yep, yep. Okay, it's funny because they sprinkle AI into this, which is a total diversion, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's like, oh, look over there. Nothing to see here. Look over there. Raj Mukherjee, or whatever whatever the fuck his last name is, uh, said said, employer satisfaction has improved considerably with the pay-per-application product. So remember, Indeed was charging companies at like around 10x. I mean, it it was – the system was going out of whack, right? Um, so improved considerably is a fucking low bar, Raj. Okay. That's, that's a low bar. It's mm-hmm. improved considerably. Okay. They, let's get back to the basics here. Again, they're trying the diversion of AI. Don't bite on that bait. On the SMB side of the house, small companies will have to pay higher rates for a wave of unqualified candidates with a new shade of lipstick on the Indeed pig called pay for results, which is the exact same as pay per uh, application, right? Pay Mm -hmm. per apply. Exact same thing. But they they put a new shade of color of lipstick on the Indeed pig. On the enterprise side, pay per started apply is another new shade of lipstick on the same fucking pig. Pay per started apply is what used to be called pay-per-click back in the olden days. I mean, just like 10 years ago. Uh, So don't be fooled, kids. Indeed is just applying a new shade of lipstick to the same old pig, and they're asking you to pay more. It's the same thing 
only at a higher price. Don't be a sucker. Don't be a sucker. Don't fall for the AI games. Don't fall for the new lipstick shade on the same fucking pig, guys. So on the trusted network side of the equation, uh, and this one's from the AIM group. They did some really good reporting on this. Quote, Indeed now reaches 350 million job seekers mm-hmm. each month worldwide and has ongoing relationships with 3.5 million employers, both numbers up 40% in the last 18 months. Okay, so all of you vendors that are out there that are pushing job seeker traffic to Indeed, and you are responsible for that 350 million job seekers. Mm-hmm. I want you to listen up. Indeed crushed Monster and Career Builder without having forced registration processes in place. They crushed them without that. Now Indeed forces job seekers to register, which means they're actually siphoning your talent pools. If they now own your talent, what the actual fuck do they need you for? So (laughs) you're going to be squeezed and squeezed and squeezed until you're dead or just zombie companies like Career Builder and Monster. Mm. But remember, kids, there's nothing to see here. (laughs) Is it any coincidence that Indeed started putting their jobs on Google for Jobs about (laughs) six to 12 months ago? Do you think that maybe they maybe they realized they were having their annual meeting and wanted to like juice up their numbers and putting jobs on Google might help with that forty percent increase that you mentioned? Doesn't hurt from the AIM, yeah. AIM reporting. Is that is that yeah. a coincidence? I don't yeah. think so. Nah, doesn't hurt. At least we know now their next magic trick. Their next. <laughs> Shiny thing over here. Oh, it's it's AI, everybody. AI. AI. We're going to be launching some AI shit that's going to blow you away and keep you on the heroin drip that is indeed. So, yes, Chad is right. You guys keep falling for this shit. Uh, it's incredible. Amazing. But their next show. Everybody does. Their next show. And we will be tuning in and talking about it uh, endlessly and ceaselessly is the AI magic trick and we know about magic tricks chad 60 percent of the time it works every time oh yes but there's someone else chad that's getting into the ai game and this one might be might be for real not to be left behind in ai linkedin Mm -hmm. also made news this week the company has introduced new ai driven products to enhance recruitment and employee training the new recruiting tool leverages data on over 950 million professionals to identify qualified job candidates beyond traditional sources, i.e. job boards, allowing recruiters to describe ideal candidates in natural language and suggest expanding location, skills, and remote work options to widen the talent pool. The tool also relies on candidate-provided insights like their willingness to work, and company mm-hmm. values alignment integrations called CRM Connect Linked Recruiter uh, with existing candidate relationship management system. These products are currently in pilot <clears throat> stages with select customers. Chad, are you ready to board the LinkedIn AI train? See, now when Indeed says AI, it's, it's a total fucking diversion. For LinkedIn, it's not a fucking diversion. They have many more signals from job seekers than they, it, not just signals, not just daily signals, not just interactions and engagement, but they also have history, right? They've got crazy amounts of it. They are 21 fucking years old, which just blows my mind. They're legal to drink, which I need another <laughs> beer here in a minute. But here's here's a, uh, a, a quote from the TechCrunch article, quote, LinkedIn is not entirely new to a- the AI rodeo. It has, in fact, been a heavy user of AI over the years. But until recently, most of that has been out of sight, end quote. Okay, so let me get this straight. LinkedIn's job matching algorithm has been shit for years. It still is. Mm -hmm. And now they're telling us that that's been AI. I really, really hope, and this 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 is my hope for LinkedIn. I hope they can get their shit together. When it comes to not all the fluffy bullshit stuff that they then we talk about AI coaching and whatnot. Don't fuck with that. Fuck on the with the things that you have already, the data that you can grind into that Mm -hmm. that AI, those large language models can eat. That's what you need. That's exactly what you need. Go after that. Give us better relevance. Deliver better uh, job, you know, job postings. Deliver better content. And focus on those things first. Then the rest of it, 
will just come in in line. I really want to see LinkedIn do well here. I think they have a better, a much better opportunity mm-hmm. than Indeed is. But at the end of the day, they got to prove it. Chad, I got I to admit, I, I was pretty excited about about what this are news. You doing so, so welcome to the party, pal. Oh, by the way, your, your boy Josh Burson uh, calls this exciting, and that's probably enough uh, for anybody in terms of what this. How much uh, does LinkedIn pay Josh Burson to say that it's exciting? That's the question. I, I don't know, but he's excited. I don't either. Josh, Josh, how much do they pay you? Whatever it is, he's incredibly excited. I happy. All right. LinkedIn has a new appetite for destruction, and everyone should start looking alive, okay? Not surprisingly, (laughs) LinkedIn also announced that jobs mentioning AI doubled in the past two years. This is what a billion-dollar investment in open AI by your sugar daddy Microsoft means for LinkedIn. You you mentioned the rich get richer, and it could not be uh, more true. While Indeed is concerned about packages and playing magic games, LinkedIn is moving it at hyperspeed. Look, we're moving beyond job search. It's like, let Google have the job posting. LinkedIn owns sourcing and soon to own AI. Look, Seek Out better have some life alert. Uh, they better have that little necklace with the life alert. I'm very nervous if I'm if I'm competition <laughs> to LinkedIn, which by the way, includes just about everybody that we're going to see at HR Tech and Unleash World in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Appetite for destruction. The big dog is hungry, everybody, and open AI <laughs> is dangerous, Chad. It's it's on, son. Indeed's fallen and they can't get up. Is that is that what you're going for? <laughs> it's on. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, I got I got yes. kind of juice there. I, I need I need one of your beers, I think. So all right, let's go to our next news story. Open AI. Versus Apple. That's right. More AI, everybody. OpenAI is reportedly exploring the development of an AI hardware device. Sam Altman, OpenAI's founder, has had discussions with Johnny Ive, renowned for designing Apple products, about this endeavor. While specific details about the product remain limited, it suggests a potential next-generation consumer electronic device that integrates AI into your daily life. Sounds like Sounds like it's about time to dump the Android, Chad. What are your thoughts on this development? So I got to say, Apple is the only big player that's not in the generative AI product game, right? They're doing something. They got got stuff going on in the background. Don't you worry. Okay, okay, okay. We'll we'll, we'll hope that that's the key. Uh, Well, if not, that means that they have an exposed flank as Google and Android will probably integrate Google Genesis into their operating system with, well, Apple does what? They, they're going to have to lean heavily on Microsoft or, or, or Amazon at some time. So this is a very, very big signal to, to Apple that uh, they cannot sit back and watch. We've talked about Amazon last week becoming a much bigger player in the generative AI game by dumping four bu- mm-hmm. bu- bu- billion dollars into Anthropic. Uh, more importantly, this is Sam Altman signaling to investors who have sunk billions in billions in billions of dollars yeah. into open AI. Apple isn't a purveyor. Uh, I mean, they, they I think, have, have a great opportunity to get in the game late and still that's, dominate. That's what they do. Uh, but they have to get in the game. That's the thing. Now, being able to actually create a device, whatever that AI device is, it's going to have to be a, a mobile phone. Mm. It's going to have to be because this is what we're used to. This is what we're addicted to, right? So it has to be something like this. If you create something else, like, I don't know, VR mm-hmm. headset or something, it's just not going to happen, right? And you can't fit a GPU into this, right? So he has to figure out how AI works with something that is not going to be AI. It's going to mm-hmm. have to be a conduit to AI, um, so it's going to be interesting. I, I, smarter people are going to be answering this yeah. th- this problem yeah. when we get to sit back and watch. And I'm excited because these are big fucking companies, kids. And, and let me say this real quick. The big names are NVIDIA mm-hmm. and AMD because none of these companies, these AI companies will exist in the future without these companies producing their GPUs. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking 
taking crazy pills. So, Chad, you know that I'm prone to the occasional SEO geek uh, article, podcast, etc. And and I always wonder, like, what's after what's today? What's after search? What's after this phone in your pocket? Like, there's yeah. got to be something next. And when I heard this, I thought, okay, what the hell does this look like? And I was listening to sort of a future of SEO search and, and how this would work. And so right now, mm-hmm. all the major publications, authors are suing OpenAI uh, for their data and, and taking their data. Now, assuming that yeah. they either win that case or that case is in court for the next decade, what do those companies do to protect themselves, to, to, to protect their business models? And what this one uh, pundit thought was, they're going to be walled gardens everywhere. And we're all going to have co-pilots, assistants, whatever we want to call them. And we will ask our assistant questions. And the assistant will basically ping all these walled gardens that you either have a membership to or a subscription to, or somehow you've connected with these content providers. They will go out, seek the answer and bring you back the answer to your question as best as they possibly can. If you have access. If you have access. If you have access. Yes. So right now, search is becoming like, we'll give you the answer. I don't know if you, I know you use Google on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. The generative AI search. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's there. You don't have to click any any links anymore. Well, that's going to come to a head at some point. So when I think about what does this device look like, I think about the movie Her. I think about a co-pilot. In, the, in her's case, it was a, a date, I guess. But we will have these assistants and they will get answers. Is it audio? Is it visual with glasses or contacts? Is it a speaker in your house? Is it all the above? Maybe your TV? I, I don't know. But if anyone's going to do it, Johnny Ive has certainly got the chops to do it. Carrying a big phone in our pocket is pretty stupid. Like, if you think about it, like... <laughs> Don't tell me I need a chip in my head. Don't me do that shit. <laughs> that may be an option. You might have to wear the contacts, no. Chad. I don't know. No, I could do that. Uh, but cool. something is going to come to a head. I think it'll be incredibly interesting how content providers protect their stuff from AI, who they do deals with, who can access their information. Um, the legal process is going to take forever. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. But what we have now is not going to be what we're going to have in 20, 25 years. No. And this is our first glimpse into what the future could be. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and, and uh, I definitely agree with regard to the wall garden piece. You're going to have to pay to access the data so that you can actually get answers from from any of these different sources. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's going to be one way. And then the rich, obviously, are going to be able to have access to everything. So they're going to have co-pilots and assistants that can answer just about anything that they want or need. Then we've got to think about the multimodal piece of it. So it's it's audio, it's video, it's text, it's everything, right? Mm-hmm. That's the next leap of uh, generative AI is not just text. It is it's yeah. much more than that. So I I think that's that that's awesome. But the the hardest thing that it, and I think the dumbest thing is to get somebody away from this because we are addicted to this. This yeah. and, and if you're not watching the video on YouTube, sorry kids, but I'm holding up my my phone. Uh, yeah. The phone has become. It's like the ball and chain, dude. I can't yeah. go any anywhere without this fucking thing. And uh, it's it's behavior and human behavior. So how do you break that human behavior for an entirely different device? I don't know. I think it yeah. might it might be like a uh, an Alexa, which can have more hardware in it that you can have in your house, in yeah. your car. Right. With yep. these new elect- electric vehicles. Uh, and then maybe once the tech gets to the point, uh, we don't have to have like, you know, 19 uh, 80s, uh, huge ass block cell phones. Uh, we can have the the same types uh, in, in size of cell phone that we have today with GPUs that are actually installed. Yeah. And you talk about Apple. Uh, I mean, App- I know you don't use Apple products, uh, although you watch Ted Lasso, which makes me question your. Julie has app has an Apple. Yeah. Phone. Okay. Yeah. Julie has it. Okay. So, so, so Apple, we know has a deal with the, the music the record companies they've had for a long time. Yeah. Uh, they have Apple music. They have Apple news, which I subscribe to, which gives you access to wall street journal. A lot of, I share articles on our feed and you're like, Apple news sucks because I can't get to it, but it is a walled garden that I pay for that I can get access to. So 
when you think about Apple, they are building these bridges to content providers mm-hmm. and providing a way to monetize that for everybody. So Apple is a little bit in an advantage uh, state there as opposed to like Google um, or Facebook. I think all of them could write a check tomorrow and get the same content, I'm sure. Apple, when and if they move to micropayments, they could outflank Twitter. I don't think Twitter's longevity is is there. I, and I think Apple could kill it, could crush it in an instant, definitely yeah. with micropayments, especially around uh, access to, uh, to, to, to great content. Yeah. The way, the way they do it now is subscription. I pay mm-hmm. a base fee for the whole family. It's news, it's music, me it's out, Apple TV. Right? Well, I don't care about you. <laughs> you don't, but Apple does. Apple wants my money and they're not fucking okay. getting my money, right? Yeah. Similar to how the iPod back in the day integrated yeah. with Microsoft. That was like a huge deal when it happened. Well, it worked out pretty well uh, for Microsoft. Let's take a quick break. A lot to digest here, everybody, but please listen to the ads because there is no show without our sponsors. All right, Chad, who's who's in the mood for a little a little who'd you rather? You know, you know how the game is played, right? We we talk about two companies that recently got funding, and Chad and I decide who would we rather. I poppy. You know what I'm saying? All right, first up, we have <laughs> transfer. That's T-R-A-N-S-F-R, kind of like uh, Flickr from back in the day, Chad. You remember Flickr? A New York <laughs> New York City-based company has raised $40 million in Series C growth funding, bringing their total to $90 million. They offer immersive simulation training for various careers, i.e. VR, with trainees using headsets to engage in real-world skill development and practice. The funds will be used to expand the executive leadership team, scale the platform, and develop new training simulations covering a wider range of skills and scenarios, including Espanol. They are currently Ooh. deployed in one in over 1,000 locations nationwide across various industries. And that is transfer. But let's go to our next corner. We have hiring branch straight out of montreal chad one of one of our favorite cities mm. in canada take off we were doing our movie don't wreck our show you hoser hiring branch has secured 2.5 million dollars the company plans to use this funding to support its growth and expand its ai capabilities hiring branch measures and assesses soft skills required for different roles their approach includes benchmarking top performer skills and creating tailored scenarios to evaluate candidates resulting in what it says are improved hiring quality and efficiency for their clients. So, Chad, two companies, only Mm -hmm. one can survive. Who'd you rather? First off, little 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 uh, love for us. You're talking about foreign languages. Chad and Cheese have almost 50 episodes that are in five different languages. Obviously, we've got uh, number one, uh, English. Then we've got Spanish, French, Portuguese, and German. That's right. You can find the Chad and Cheese podcast in five different languages. Believe that shit. Okay. On the transfer. We did it before Spotify, Chad. Way we before. Were, we did it before Spotify. Way before everybody. Spotify. So I believe the only real practical application for VR, AI, AR goggles today is for training purposes, which is what uh, transfer is doing. But in general, companies who continually whine about the skills gap, they still have done nothing to close it. Yeah. Generative AI is the new tech darling, which has pushed any platform with AR, VR goggles further down the rabbit hole. Plus, as we talked about earlier, Meta is actually laying people off. Uh, hiring branch, on the on the other hand, now we're friends with the with with the Canucks up in uh, mm-hmm. hiring branch, but nonetheless. I'm a big believer in work simulations and assessments as proof of a skill uh, instead of just believing a resume. It's a practical step forward in assessing talent, which is why mm-hmm. for all practicality, this is something that will be ad- adopted. It's practical hiring branch. I'd rather hiring branch all day. All right, all right, all right. Well, if, if my T-shirt is any indication of where I'm <laughs> leaning on this one, Chad. Fuck but interviews. Little story back in the day. I'm going to say circa 2005. I met with a company called Life Agora. That's a horrible fucking name. It was very awful. Especially I hope when they had the dot com. 
Some shit was available back in the day. Uh, they went with Life Agora. Anyway, the company was video interviews pretty early on, and they would literally send job seekers a webcam that was branded with the, the company they were interviewing with. So the company had to pay for the webcam. The job seeker would get to keep the webcam. Sounds like green job interview. You you know where this is going. Yeah. It went to like a total shit show of yeah. shipping, camera doesn't work. How do you turn the audio on? Like, it was awful. Long story short, devices and getting into that business sucks unless the device is ubiquitous. Everyone has it like cameras now. Video interviewing makes a ton of sense because there's a video camera on every single computer and phone, right. et cetera. Uh, it's not the same with VR. It's not the same with headsets. Like, no. I don't, companies have to buy this shit. Who are they going to use? Like, shit's broken. Does the company get involved? It's a pain in the ass. And like you said, with the metaverse doing layoffs, the jury is still out on VR. Is this kind of thing be embraced? I think there's a place for it. Medical, uh, industrial, uh, maybe service, some other places. But it's not a huge, huge market. Unlike hiring branch, who, yes, aside from having probably better (laughs) T-shirts, is a better deal. Uh, Let me count the ways as to why that is. Uh, 300% customer expansion growth within Fortune 5 companies. Number two, they cut interviews by 80% for one of their clients. And number three, 90% lower hiring costs and under 1% bad hire rates for another uh, client. And more than anything else... Hello. The, the TAM, the total addressable market for hiring branch is far bigger than it is for their opponent. And who doesn't love a good Canadian company, Chad? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's a clean sweep for hiring branch, everybody. And that is another episode of... Who'd you rather? Can't believe you didn't go with VR. I'm down on it. I'm down on it. I, I, I love the Canadians. You know that. Literally. Yes. Can't get enough of the, of the Canadians. Hey, Doc, we were doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hold All right. Uh, next story is the ongoing strikes by unionized workers at GM, Ford, and Stellantis have drawn the attention of non-union auto workers at rival comp- companies like Tesla. Some non-union workers support the UAW's demands, while others remain skeptical, particularly when it comes to concerns about job stability and perceptions of unions. Despite the challenges, the UAW is looking to expand and its presence and influence in the auto industry, particularly in non-union plants. Unions are having a moment, Chad, like we've already covered. But what are your thoughts to their expansion? I think, again, they've gotten their mojo back. And this is something that scares the shit out of the Elon Musks of the world. But before we get into that, let's let's dig into some of the different, really the workforce equation around how we move to electric, right? Because the first thing that we talk about is that the automobiles are going to need 20% of the parts that a traditional combustion engine needs, right? So that being said, so many people, and if you if you take a look at, so many people have honed in on the 32-hour work week pr- proposed by the UAW. That was done for a reason. The four-day work week is one of the mechanisms to try and combat the need for fewer bodies throughout the manufacturing lines. Cutting from a 40-hour work week leaves eight hours unaccounted for each week. Will the automakers just close up for those eight, eight hours? Uh, no, of course not. So if you do the math, for every four employees that are taken down to 32 hours, that creates another full-time position, right? That's one step in being able to 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 create a more full workforce answer to this. It doesn't answer it entirely. Now, the parts manufacturing landscape will change immensely, only needing 20% of the parts. What do you do to boost the jobs numbers? Well, you bring those jobs back to American shores for the cars that are manufactured here and you create parts manufacturing jobs. Our biggest supply chain issues during the pandemic and even today are a lack of redundancy. When your company only makes a certain part in Wuhan, China and nowhere else, your supply chain was broken. So I really believe we need to legislate redundancies and since uh, electric vehicles will provide much 
larger margins. And the auto companies are already making record profits as it is. That's one of the only ways we can shore up supply chains while creating more jobs for where the vehicles are actually sold. And and here's some real quick data around that. Tesla's profits, nearly $10,000 per vehicle, which is five times more than GM. And GM are still making record profits. So don't believe the millionaires who are sitting on their super yachts drinking bubbly saying that this is going to implode them. That's not going to happen. The future is electric. Higher profits, better margins, more jobs is definitely electric. That escalated quickly. Look, we've talked about this for weeks. Labor has been getting their ass kicked for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of shocking it took this long to happen. I think it's a matter of automation becoming real for people in a way that it hasn't ever been. I think inflation, I think the pandemic was a, an eye-opener for everybody. This is a window for labor to basically get theirs because I think that Mexico is the new China. There's a threat of nearshoring. Obviously, pol- politically, we can we can, we can defer some of that, tariffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the future is is automation. If you look at a Tesla plant, there aren't a lot of people there. If EVs are the future, then there are going to be less workers no matter what in the long term. You have the added the added kick in the nuts in that the government is pushing for EV vehicles, which says, hey, our window may be closing faster uh, than it should be. With the $7,500 tax credit, more and more people will be looking at, at EVs than they have before. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why that's politically dangerous because you have Biden on one hand, pushing the the green agenda of EVs and pushing incentives to do that. But then you also have him on the picket line talking about unionized workers should be getting paid what they are worth, et cetera. Ultimately, what I'd love to see happen, and I've mentioned this uh, you know, a couple times, is the government stepping up with a fair living wage, uh, a minimum wage increase. We know what it is now. Increases have been anemic. Mega 25 bucks. I mean, have exceptions for maybe teenagers or certain rural rural areas or maybe startup companies or, you know, small businesses. But like if if the government just says, hey, here's here's the level playing field that we're all going to play on. It's fair for everybody. We don't get in these states versus states. We don't get in these, you know, political battles and all these things that that are that are headaches. Mm hmm. A living wage by the federal government is the ultimate union, and I'm I'm surprised that in an election year we're not hearing more about what the government can do to make labor more prosperous. They seem to be playing politics with the union workers and treating them as a swing vote as opposed to looking at the bigger picture, uh, which hopefully we'll see come out in the election in 2024, but I'm not super optimistic on that one. Well, I mean, the United States only works from quarter to quarter anyway. We don't look... Yeah five years down the road or 10 years down the road. And the green agenda, let's just be clear, is a life agenda. This is trying to make sure that we have great lifestyles moving forward. And, uh, you know, we the whole oxygen thing is pretty, pretty important too. But if we take a look at a living wage from state to state, and then if you open a plant in Alabama, which you've seen companies do because it's much cheaper mm-hmm. to get talent there, The thing is, if you still force the living wage up, it's much more of a level playing field. But the thing we really need to focus on and I think will drive wages up is if we put legislation or a cap in place to say, look, CEOs can only make 30 times that of their lowest waged employee. If they want to make more, they got to move everybody up. Right. We've talked about the, 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 the rising tide. That's been bullshit for decades The only way we get a rising tide is to cap the dollars on the top to be able to raise everybody up else up with them. Yeah, that is a great point. I doubt it's a chat original, but it's still a great point. No, it's not. It's not. Look, (laughs) and if you if you if you own a small business, if you want a four hundred one k plan for your your business. The more you can pay yourself more or put more away, the more you give your employees. So to me, that kind of makes it's already kind of being done. We just have to do it on a salary end to say, hey, if you want X amount, what your lowest person is paid, you have to bring yours down and bring theirs up. If you want your like, that seems like an equilibrium uh, that we could uh, aspire to. Uh, It is funny, although, by the way, uh, how quiet our friend Elon Musk has been about this issue. He's. He's just hoping that he can be quiet and that uh, the whole thing just kind of goes away. I he think does not want this to happen. 
<laughs> no, he does not. That's why he has profit margins that are just exploding. One of the reasons why, right? Yep. Well, let's take another quick break and we'll get to one of my favorite topics, but you got to stick around to know what it is. All right, Chad, let's get to some real news, shall we? I was waiting for that. It's like we've been doing a podcast for six years together. All right, your your Chipotle burrito will be rolled by a human, but its guts may soon be assembled by a robot. The fast casual chain announced this week a new automated digital make line. Get it? Make line that uses machines to build bowls and salads to customer specifications. Human employees are then expected to incorporate the robot-assembled ingredients into burritos, tacos, and quesadillas. The shift is part of Chipotle's foray into cobotics. Cobotics, collaborative robots that work with rather than against humans. For now, at least, Chipotle's Chippy, Adocado, <laughs> and other cobotic efforts will work alongside their human coworkers to get orders filled. Chad, what are your thoughts on cobotics at Chipotle? I- I'm only thinking about universal basic income at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, because I say with they, the, the, ro- the robots work with humans until they can take over the human jobs. So at the end of the day, we used to have, you and I, when we were growing up, much different than it is today, we had to go find a job. And for the most part, we went to work in fast food. I worked at Burger King. I worked at Mr. Hero. I did those things because I had to. Because if I yeah. wanted money, my, my parents weren't just going to give it to me. I had to go figure and make that money. So I did. Today, it's it's different. We mm-hmm. evolve. I appreciate that. We don't have kids doing those jobs as much. And it's much harder to find individuals, especially with the constraints on immigration that we do yep. have in, in, in yep. some cases. These companies have no choices, especially when it comes down to this. Now, when it comes to fast food, I would love to see that industrial complex shrink dramatically, just as long as Chipotle is not a part of it, because I do love some Chipotle. I do. And just in case you didn't know, my policy when there's a burrito in my hand. Just the two. <laughs> oh, no, it goes. It goes all the way. And look, Chad, there's no way around it. Uh, there are going to be fewer food and burrito prep workers at Chipotle. Um Assuming the quality stays the same, I don't think consumers are going to care whether a human being or a robot uh, makes up their their bowl. On the flip side, Chipotle needs to hire more workers to deliver food. Uh, right now, DoorDash, I think, brings me my barbacoa bowl, mm-hmm. but there should be a Chipotle-branded delivery person, and they should combine it with their rewards program, of which I'm a proud member, Chad. <laughs> After so many orders, for example, I should get a free trucker hat. Or maybe a T-shirt <laughs> with that delivery. It's less about the automation and more about the UX, Chad. It's all about the UX. And that's why we're launching our new Chad and Cheese experience. We're going to automate this podcast so we can randomly show up at listeners' offices and homes <laughs> for a new way to engage the brand. No, we're maybe not. Maybe we can order some Chipotle no, we're while not. we hang out with some of our fans, Chad. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Chipotle is my life. We're out. See you in Vegas. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch Big Booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out.